Hello, everyone. <coughs> I just Sorry. choked on Carson my apple cider. Just took a big sip of his <laughs> apple cider. From 1979 coffee. Which you can use your <laughs> gift card for Ministry Partner Appreciation Weekend. If that's what you got. get one of those. If that's what you got. This was a weird start. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to the June edition of the Woodman Worship Podcast. Welcome. It just snowed. Yeah. As we were recording this. We're recording this pretty early. Before, we try before to, so it's actually coming out. We try to be on top of some things. And it just snowed. We just had the... If you remember from two weeks ago when you're listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> it snowed on May 21st, and that was pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah. Summer's here. Summer's here. Speaking of summer, welcome to the podcast. Our uh, summer intern for this year, Mr. Josh Farhart. Hello. You, hey. Hello. He is here. You've perhaps seen him banging the drums. Yeah. Yes. And so he is with us all summer. Very excited to have him. Also on the show, drummer you also may know, <laughs> perhaps the tallest member of the Woodman worship team. Is oh, that, true? that may think, be true. I think it is true. I think I it know, is true. I don't think there's anyone else taller than me. Yes. Say hello to CJ. Hi, everybody. Hello, CJ. Um, yeah, I'm that tall guy who's skinny with a beard. That's right. The beard changes in length, but... The tallness, but the, height the height doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> the height does not. Yes, <laughs> contrary to popular belief. Um, anyway, uh, the Casey, height of the beard remains the same. The length changes. <laughs> Where the beard begins, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, our normal co-host Casey is home with sick children today, so it's the boys, boys are back in summer. town. Boys of summer. Boys of summer podcast. Yes. Is there a jingle for that? We were. <laughs> there should be. Um, Nothing like four 20 to 30-year-old <laughs> Oh yeah, you're 30 now. millennials wow. doing a worship podcast. Mm. Yeah, yeah, really. It doesn't so get better in. than that. It's going to be great. Yeah. Especially guys. Especially guys. Yeah. yeah. There are no podcasts real, real on the diversified this week <laughs> on the Women Worship Podcast. <laughs> we acknowledge that. Anyway, uh, let's get into our first segment here. This is On the Radar. Jingle. Oh, gosh. I'm going to edit that out. Um, all right, we are in the month of June. We are still in the Titus True North series. Yeah, which I think we've talked about this before. It's, I mean, it's obviously a very necessary and important series, but it, man, it's hard to pick songs for sometimes. Yeah, um, it's like here are some doctrinal principles. Now, what do we sing about? Yeah, but anyway, I think Definitely. we're we're hanging in there on it. Um, some things to look out for June that we're excited about. Uh, acoustic weekend. Hey, first weekend in June. Love the acoustic weekends. Do some fun arrangements of yeah, Woodman favorites. Yeah, we've really tried hard to not just like say, "Hey, we're going to play all these songs acoustically," but actually find arrangements of songs that have been kind of reworked acoustically. Elevation has a fantastic acoustic record. Oh yeah, where it's just like they just breathe new life into these songs acoustically. Good example. Uh, the song "Overcome" that we play pretty often. Big. Like jam opener of a song, they have an awesome acoustic arrangement of that that we're going to play on that weekend. Really stripped down. Play a clip of it right now. Wow, that was good. 
Beautiful. Move to tears. I'm very, I'm crying right now. Yeah. Um. What else is happening this month? New song, Follow You Anywhere. That's right. Two new songs, actually. Kind of. Kind of. We're introducing Follow You Anywhere by Passion, which is... Here, I mean, here's how I'd describe it. We're introducing that one congregationally. Then we're also kind of teeing up a new song, uh, also by Passion, More to Come. It's Passion Month. The God who never fails all of our hope in tonight And all of our trust and all of our future The God who never fails all of our faith in All of our strength in All of our future On June 22, 23, we're showing a ministry highlight video, ministry year highlight video, and during that, we're going to play this song, More to Come. Um, so kind of teeing it up to introduce congregationally later in the summer. But before that, we're introducing Follow You Anywhere. Uh, super excited about that song lyrically yes. in particular, I think. I think we've kind of missed... We, we have. I think we have a great library of songs, but I think what's kind of missing is that... Um, those songs that kind of like help us take ownership of our faith a little bit. So almost like those ocean songs, like you think about that bridge, uh, spirit lead me mm-hmm. where my trust is without borders. Like it's a song that feels weighty and something that like you have to own and walk in. Follow you anywhere has some similar yes, I will. lyrics. Yes, I will. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, you know, in this series on doctrine and like living, according to the principles set forth in scripture, like it's pretty powerful to declare at the the end of the message, you know, no matter what, I will follow you anywhere, whatever it costs me, wherever you lead me. Yeah. So there you go. Passion month. Passion month. And you know, we haven't, the last, I realized it's the last new song we introduced was probably Hallelujah for the Cross, which was early April. So we're back. 
We're back. We're back. <laughs> yeah. We're back uh, with two new ones. And one more. I have one more thing. I'm looking oh, yeah. at it right now. Uh, June 15, 16, Josh is preaching from Ark Valley again. Yes. Which is always super special, I Very think. Very special. Um, yeah, and then June 29, 30, another campus independent weekend. All disconnected, all celebrating locally. Yep. Which I think we just came off of that weekend for uh, May. Yeah. I think it went really well. Sounds yeah. like across the board, every campus had a fun time together. Yep. So, anyway, there you go. That's it for June. And now, your favorite segment. Here's what we're listening to. Jingle. Okay, so, um, it's been a slow month. Also, we hit a lot of new stuff last podcast. So, not a lot uh, of new worship stuff has really come out. No. Um, in the last few weeks here. So we decided to change it up a little bit and discuss as a group what are the formative worship albums that have shaped you as a musician, as a worship leader, <laughs> as a worshiper um, in your life. I once heard it said that your your favorite worship music <laughs> is the worship music uh, that you were listening to when you first met Jesus. I always think of all that when someone complains about, uh, <laughs> like, new worship music and new songs. <laughs> I always think about that, that their favorite is always, like, the hymns or that old Tomlin album or... Big Big House by Audio Adrenaline. Oh! Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's almost like the, uh, yeah, good old days mentality. Yeah. My good old days were when Passion Awakening came out. For sure. I remember very vividly, uh, I think I was in high school, and I remember vividly like watching the live stream. They used to live stream the conference for free every year, and sitting in my room and watching the live stream and just being blown away by like watching thousands of these people that are my age just going for it and listening to sermons from Lou Giglio, and uh, at that time it was like Tomlin and... David Crowder and Charlie Hall and um, all these people who are very formative to like what modern worship is today. And really that was the first thing that like striked a passion in me. Oh, no pun intended. Uh. Striked a passion in me for worship and uh, really put a desire in me to help lead people similarly. That's great. Passion Awakening. It's a great album. Um, Our God. Oh yeah. How He Loves. You one can rescue healing is with in your everything hands, like a lion, yeah. With everything, yeah. The Although, stand, yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't give them credit for that though. No, but it was on it. But, like I remember, we, I, like I watched the live stream, told my dad about it when the album came out, and I think we actually, if I remember correctly, I think we burnt a copy of the album, very legal, church budget, yeah, very and illegal. gave it and gave it to members of the worship team at the time, and I think we ended up playing like six or seven songs wow. off of this. Um, so yeah, really important album to me. I mean, for Passion, that kind of kicked off, I feel like, a run of really strong albums. I mean, oh, they're yeah. releasing an album every year, which is hard. Yes. But you think about the next one, had Here For You on it, it had Lord yeah. I Need You on it, Forever Rain, oh, my Always. Gosh. 
And then the one after that, White Flag, one of my favorites. Uh, Jesus, Son of God, I love. Lay Me Down, One Thing Remains, 10,000 Reasons, although, eh, it's not really theirs. And then even the what? one after that. What do you mean? 10,000 Reasons? It's Matt Redman. Redman's a part of Passion? Yeah, kind, of, kind of. He was. Uh, since for a future podcast. Wow. Is Matt Redman a part of Passion? Not anymore. Uh, not anymore. Um, and then even Passion, uh, Let the Future Begin, which I think is not the best title. No. Nope. Uh, Carson's favorite worship song of all time, God's Great Dance Floor. Nope. Open that up. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, that's a bit negatory the there. Solo? But The Lord Our God is on that album. Come, Come to on. the Water is on that album. I mean, it's very good. And Carrie Job sings Revelations on that album. Mm-hmm. I went to a Passion concert once when they were touring that album, and they played God's Great Dance Floor at the end and got everyone hyped, and I was on the balcony. Yeah. And they got everyone jumping, and I could feel the floor move. Ooh. It was a very old church. That's and I was amazing. like, we're not making that out of this. We're not, making, we're not making it out we're of We're not here. making it out of this. I actually had a similar experience <laughs> at Monument. <laughs> a couple what? a couple weeks ago, we had a Students United event. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. We meet in elementary school. I just found out there's a warehouse underneath Bear Creek Oh, for the district. And we were all jumping, and I was back in the sound booth, and I felt the floor moving. I was really nervous, especially after just learning there was a warehouse. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Funnily enough, you mentioned... Uh, with everything in the stand that's also mm-hmm. on the album that uh, Live in Miami by yes. Hillsong United. Oh, that yes. was the one that I was thinking of. Um, yeah, I don't know. That whole section of songs, CJ was talking about it earlier. Oh, my, Tomalo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is that? Break free? No, take it, take all. it all. Take, take it, all. it all. Take it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I know in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, no, that whole, <laughs> Tomalo. That whole album is just super diverse and really powerful you've got like mighty to save in there hosanna um aftermath and then you get that whole section of the stand from the inside out mm. that a song to sing where it's just kind of like spontaneous and then with everything and then you've got take it all after that <laughs> i don't know where that comes in So we power. did take it all in youth group to end oh, like, yeah. every camp. Absolutely. Oh, man. That's the best. Yeah. No, I like had a CD um, what? of that. I know. What is that? Um, of that album back when I was like in middle school, I think. And I would just, I think that's like one of the only CDs that I had. And I had a CD player and I just literally listened to uh, with everything like on repeat, especially like towards the end, there's crazy build up and oh yeah mm-hmm. shout out the, to Chris Bantz's favorite drum song yeah I've, ne- yeah I've never played with everything for a set and it's like one of my dreams just to I play with everything we for gotta a make set. that happen worship night there you go hey uh, and then speaking of Hillsong United this was a little later but I thought in terms of sounds for worship mm-hmm. Zion was yeah. in terms of like moving to that kind of more electronic synth having mm-hmm. like seven yeah. keys players in a track also oceans also oceans can I have a hot take I guess. Are you gonna ba- are you about are you to bash say oceans? oceans is yeah. not good. What? Here's what I'm gonna say about oceans. No, I'm not gonna say that oceans okay. isn't good. Oceans is the avatar of worship songs. People <laughs> loved it when it came out, but no one really watches it anymore. 
Okay. But we'll still reference it. I think that's fair. It gets a lot of flack, doesn't like, it? still good today, like, though. No one here is going to tell me that, like, no one here is going to tell me the plot of Avatar in depth. It's like Pocahontas, I know. But no one's going to, like, <laughs> no one's going to, like, name characters and stuff. I feel like Oceans Jake. is similar. Pretty sure it the had its moment. Mm. It was a massive worship oh, yeah. song. Oh, yeah. But no one's, when was the last time you played Oceans? That's fair. Well, I mean, that's not. I don't decide what we play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should. I'd be down to play Oceans. And anyway, whenever, Oceans is a great Oceans song. Whenever Oceans is on, I always am like, oh, it's the Oceans week. Yeah, Here Oceans. we go. And it's always fun. You're always like, oh, man, remember yeah. that time three, four years ago when we were playing Oceans every single right. weekend and partying, oh. I guess? I don't know. Oceans is like the avatar of worship music because Carson never picks it for our worship sets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you don't pick Avatar no, for I our worship ever sets? pick to watch Avatar ever. Just... If, if you do end up playing Oceans on a weekend and John Gore is in your band, please ask him to play the... Oh. He can play, like, the waves oh. There's this part, part on his guitar. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's amazing. It's, it's, I do think it's interesting how much worship music influences our doctrine now. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. I think that's what at least our generation or maybe even the upcoming generations are most influenced by rather than sermons necessarily i think they're yeah. very driven by music and stuff well, no one gets um a sermon stuck in their head when they right, leave right. a service it's always the songs that you get stuck in your head so mm-hmm. like the For things sure. that people tend to like remember are gonna be lyrics mm-hmm. yeah i have one more i do too you Uh-oh. go first though i this is a great I, I could sit here and talk about old worship music all day yeah um this one just came to mind i wasn't really gonna talk about it but bethel's be lifted high Mm-hmm. It's great. Album. Has like came down. You are good. One thing remains. Furious. Be lifted high. God, I look to you. I will exalt. Love came down. Woo. Deep cries out. One thirst. God of the redeemed. Man. I think I may have played every song in this album <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Time has come to move on to the next segment, which is worshiping as a musician. Is this the part where we say cue the jingle? Okay, so (laughs) we realize that, honestly, probably the majority of you who listen to this, or maybe you're on the team, um, are not necessarily leading worship with your voice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But you are... An integral part of the band, and you are on stage, and by because of that, you are a worship leader. Mm. And this is something I've tried to really reinforce just across the board with all of our worship and all of our tech teams that everyone, in some way, is helping to create an atmosphere, an environment where people can encounter um, God through worship, and everyone has a role to play. And so, so we have some drummers, have some electric players. Um, in this room, we want to talk about what does people, it... people who we literally put in a cage every weekend. <laughs> 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 How to worship behind a cage-free wall. drummers, yeah. <laughs> cage-free drumming. Uh, uh, anyway, we thought um, love to hear from them on on a weekend or in a worship set. Mm. How what does it look like? 
um, to worship from drums or from electric or any instrument, maybe where you're not singing or don't have your hands necessarily free all the time. Um, and what are some best practices and what are things you're thinking about as you're kind of worshiping, but balancing also playing well, um, but also wanting to worship as well on the set. So, yeah, um, I would say probably as a musician, um, your first job is not necessarily to express yourself in worship, but to lead the congregation and play your instrument with excellence. Um, you can influence the atmosphere of the room by something like playing dynamically or even just playing the right notes. Um, and what's cool about playing with excellence is it's actually a form of worship. And it might not be an obvious expression of worship, but it's obedience to the Lord. And that in and of itself is worship. Um, a cool byproduct of doing that with excellence is that you know the song well and you know your parts. So you're not going to be focused on trying to figure out what you should be playing. Um, I think we have a tendency to sometimes feel like the only place we can worship is at church and you should be personally worshiping at home and during the week. And you should let your leading on the weekend be an overflow of your personal worship to God. You can't rely on being able to worship from the stage because you don't know if, if you don't know your part or you need to focus on a lead guitar line or something like that. It might be kind of hard for you to worship exactly. Mm. Um, but I think you're playing and worshiping God can be an example to the congregation of what worship is. Um, that's leading by example. But you're able to do that much more effectively by first being prepared and leading with excellence. Yeah, that's good. That's very good. I kind of got stuck as I was thinking about this on this idea of appropriateness. Um, and it's funny because appropriate is a word that has some connotation to it. But it's funny when you think about the Lord, what is appropriate with worship? Because like someone going like wild on a stage in our human perspective, we might be like, that's not appropriate. But to God's perspective, the way he shows his love for us, the way he demonstrated his love for us is doing the most dramatic thing um, and sending his son and dying on the cross and like just doing this amazing show and act of love to us to bring us back to him. And I was thinking a little bit about, um, that section in Luke seven, it's also in Mark because Josh talked about it a month and a half ago, two months ago, but um, the woman coming to Jesus in front of all these men, in front of all these religious leaders, and she breaks this, and as Josh described it, this $30,000 jar of perfume, and she gets down on her knees, and she wipes that perfume into her hair, and she uses her hair to wipe Jesus's feet, and um, Jesus says this phrase that uh, I think is really significant. He says, um, because Simon is basically like, hey, what's happening here? Why is this happening? Like, is this appropriate? And basically what Jesus says, then um, then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. And it's funny because it's obvious that Jesus expects to be worshiped, but then he enters into this person's house and there's no worship. Hmm. And so he identifies this person who is actually worshiping him in an appropriate way because Jesus is deserving of this like really significant thing that we're doing. Yeah. Um, and like, that's powerful. And I, I just, as a backline musician, just because I'm focused on playing drums, I don't want the Lord to say, you did not anoint my feet. You did not. Yeah you did not kiss me. Like, I think that's just really significant as like a worshiper to understand that, um, that every week we're there to, um, 
lead people. And I think this is a complicated part because there are two aspects of this. We're there to lead people into worship, but we're also there to worship God. Um, and both of those things we have to do well and do with excellence, obviously. Um, but yeah, like that's a, that's a really big point where it's like, I want to be worshiping as well as leading people in worship because I don't want, um, I don't want a weekend to feel like we never, um, anointed his head with oil or placed him on his throne or lifted him up just because I don't know, maybe we're distracted or maybe I wanted to do that really cool fill on drums or that really cool run on bass or whatever that looks like. Right. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. There you go. Um, we have a new segment that, um, they're introducing the listener, no, not listener, where we take questions. Oh, yeah. We take questions from the audience. And by audience, you email, <laughs> you email them to Carson.Smith at WoodenValley.org. Yeah. Um, question this week for the group is your favorite type of in-ears and why? Ooh. Exciting. I, I wish I, I have, I have 64 ears, but yes. they're the only in-ears I've ever had. Okay. Well, no. let's. Like, you can't let's, test out in-ears. Let's clarify this for a second. What, if you don't have in-ears, you're in the majority of the group, probably. True. And yes. you're yeah. fine. And you're totally fine. Absolutely. Like, the church has but these... buy in-ears instead of a new guitar pedal. Oh. I'd sure. maybe agree with that. Sure. Yeah. The, if you're the, not hearing you yourself well, what is that guitar pedal going to do? That's good. How are you supposed to play well if you can't hear yourself right. well? The, the church's in-ears that you can use are, are great. They're fine. They are. Yeah. They actually they get the job done decent. very well. Yeah. Absolutely. If the the reason to make the plunge into the molded custom in ears would be several reasons. Uh one, you're you're kind of committing, like, okay, I'm gonna do this worship thing, I'm gonna play for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm playing often. Mm. Like I just want to invest in a good set of things to hear. Yeah. I would say the surprising benefit also of in ears are they are incredible on flights. Yes, I would agree with that. Like, they block out so much stuff. I never hear. I mean, I never even hear like the the crew or the pilot telling me things. It probably isn't great. If you have any sound going through those in ears, you cannot hear anything. It's it's pretty great. If you if you have no sound going through, you can your brain will start to pick up on the things around you. But like, if you have like a little bit of music playing, like you can't. Yeah, it's so great. So I I mean, again, this is not to pressure you into buying in ears. That's not the goal. This this is if you were thinking about it. Here's some things to think about. Um, one, it is an investment. I mean, you're for a decent set. You're probably looking at at least three hundred dollars. Yeah, at least, and that's and then, probably low end. And then, then you know, you got to get your ears molded, fitted, molded. Yeah, and that's probably another fifty hundred bucks. Yeah, like so. Consider that first. Yeah. So sixty four is one of the upper echelon of brands. I would well, say. well, and this is this yeah. is kind of what happens. Uh, and I noticed it first with 64 is like, and I, this is just how the world works. New brand comes on the market and it's like the budget brand, but still good quality. Mm-hmm. That's what 1964 was. That's when I got my ears. They've, they've gotten popular. They've upped their prices, rightfully so. There's another brand on the market that's kind of filling their spot. That's called all Claire. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I, it, it's hard to like. It's hard to recommend recommend a brand or get recommendations from other people because they're molded to your ear, yep. and so you can't quite <laughs> test out brands. Like, I, I don't know what Carson's sixty four ears sound like. Yeah. Right, and I have no idea how high quality all clear. All I right. can really people just say, yeah, they sound good. So as far as like mm-hmm. brand goes, 
Right. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's why I went with all clear because I'm like I'm gonna spend way less money yeah. and I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. Exactly. Uh, but they do sound better, and part of that is part of that is the the molded part of it, like the yeah. fact that it's molded to your ear. That's a perfect fit. Like there's no bleed. Uh, it's just gonna sound better first and foremost because of that. And then secondly, like as you invest in more drivers, maybe you get more low end, maybe you get a little more mid. Uh, especially depending on the instrument you play, that can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. So, like yeah. as a worship leader, I got four drivers because it kind of it added some mid and it added a little bit of low end. Uh, like drummers and bass players, you can find recommendations and stuff. I think on yeah. like sixty four's website or All Clear's yeah. website. Yeah, yeah, they have like oh, this is for like vocalists and drummers and yeah. bassists and like so yeah. But you're gonna get you'll get obviously a fit that's tailored to you, but then you can also get a EQ that's tailored to your position in the band, which is awesome. I will say this: I think there are special considerations for the specific instrument that I play and Josh plays, which is drums. I think there is a point where it's like you should protect your hearing if mm, you want to do music, good. and yeah. I think that was a point where I, when I got my molded in ears, that was like part of actually probably number two mm. in terms of reasons I was buying that was mm. because with the shores, like there was just so much bleed, and I just wanted to protect my hearing, and so I could basically like because. And you probably realize this if you're a drummer, mm. like, and you want to like play on click and you have some bleed, you have to crank that yeah. click up and it yeah. gets to the point where like you pull your inners out and it's like audible. You can hear it. Right. Like right. you have to be kind of careful when you pull your inner out because the click might start coming through the overheads or something like where you have to like kind of blast your ear. And that's right. just, we don't like, you just don't want that in terms of like longevity. And so like, uh, like I've experimented and like you can turn yourself significantly down. And I think there also is a point with drums where, mm. You can start when you have kind of that molded fit and you're not getting as much bleed, you can start to have pay more attention to your specific techniques and like the little things that you're doing. Um, So if you if you want to play those like, you know, those like those those tasty ghost notes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Like um, you can hear that a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I think the big point for me, though, is like protecting my hearing as someone who's young and like has the ability to start doing that. Like I'm not too far gone in terms of destroying my ears um i can kind of like and now it's it's really hard for me to play drums without in-ears because it just sounds so loud to me i just it's not which people might have different opinions on that but (laughs) it's just like it's loud like i get it so so hot take skip the unless it sounds really bad skip the new guitar skip the new amp skip the new pedal skip the new whatever instrument thing you were gonna buy (laughs) and buy good in-ears before that that's yeah. Dog's hot take of go. the week. So, yeah, like they said, 64 is good. All Clear is good. We got a deal. We have a deal with All Clear. We got a 15 to 20% off deal, depending on the model, with All Clear. Um, people like Westone, that's a local company uh, in the Springs. Uh, Ultimate Ears, uh, people like um, Sure makes, I think, a lot of universal stuff. I don't uh, know if they do molded. I don't think they do molded. But their universals are great, like, yeah. honestly. And, like, Westone, uh, Ultimate Ears, those are going to be on the high, high yeah. end. Yeah. 64 is probably mid. All Clear is going to be your budget brand that right. honestly is still going to sound so good. Yeah. Like we just got Corey some of those and they're great. Yeah. So there you go. But don't feel any pressure. A little bit of pressure. No, just a little bit of pressure. Light pressure from Carson. Do you want to enjoy your flights more? Also. Yeah, that's the thing. Like <laughs> you're going to be able to hear yeah. yourself better, but even if, if not for that, <laughs> flying with them oh is an goodness. absolute game nice. changer. It's very nice. Yeah. 
the movie will sound better than it looks on the plane. <laughs> you know true. what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. I will say as well, if you have like, cause my ears, like the universals just don't fit well into them. Mm. And so that was a point. Like, I just know people like who their ears, like the universals just work really well with their ears and they can get a really good seal. I could just never get a really good seal. So perfect fit to your ear hole. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Right. I know like, but like, I know like Chris Banta, Another shout out to Chris Banta. Like oh, he's getting popular. Yeah, yeah on the Women Worship podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, but like his, like I, his ears, like he can put ears in, and like they seal really well for him. And so I think it's just like as a drummer again, like it's a little bit safer for him to use those universals than yeah. like I don't know about you, Josh. I don't know. Yeah, I'd just say make sure they go in your ears. Yes. <laughs> that's all all right, Chris Banta. That's at C Banta zero one on Instagram. Make sure <laughs> oh, that's give good. him a follow. <laughs> Or Chris.Banta at womenvalley.org. Yes. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, uh, there you go. That is a June Woodman Worship podcast for you. <laughs> It'll last you all month. I don't know. Maybe listen on repeat a couple times and help boost our plays. That's good. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next month. Bye. 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 Bye.